Happy New Year! Uh, it's Monday the 4th of January 2021. My name's Alex Elliott, and you're listening to The Week in Iceland, the programme that asks what's been happening in Iceland this week, why it happened, and why we should care. I'm joined this week by the RUV broadcast journalist Birta Björnsdottir. Welcome to you. And Happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you. Happy New Year to you as well. Um, and on that subject, at the start of this year, the President of Iceland awarded 14 people the Order of the Falcon. He also awarded the comedian Ari Eldjörn with the Icelandic Optimism Award. And Raustur listeners named all three of the Covid Trinity as their Person of the Year. Finance Minister Bjarni Benediktsson was one of the guests at a 40 to 50 person strong gathering just before Christmas that was broken up by the police for breaking anti-contagion rules. The opposition called for his resignation and he has apologised for a momentary lack of judgement. Althingi, however, was not called together to discuss the case over the holidays. The first consignment of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine arrived in Iceland and was quickly used up as expected. On that subject, though, the head of Decode Genetics and the chief epidemiologist have been in contact with Pfizer to talk about the company uh, getting enough vaccines to Iceland for the whole country almost immediately as part of a proposed herd immunity study. Pfizer, however, has yet to approve or reject that idea. An Aimskip container ship broke down on its way to Canada and needed a tow uh, over 230 nautical miles back home to Iceland. The operation took over three days. In other news, nearly all of West Iceland suffered a power cut last night, which also affected broadcasting services and the internet in the region. Some areas were without electricity for, for four hours following the technical malfunction. And as usual, uh, the new year brings a variety of changes to taxes and charges. Cervical cancer screening becomes cheaper and children are allowed on capital region buses for free, while Reykjavik's preschools and household waste processing become more expensive. Public sector workers are also adjusting to their new shorter working weeks. So where would you like to begin, Birta? Uh, I think we need to begin with the biggest story that you mentioned, that the first Icelanders received the vaccine like six days ago now. That the people that live in nursing homes and frontline workers at the hospital were the first to get those 5,000 doses. Uh, I know 5,000 out of the whole population is maybe not a big number, but I still think that, you know, most of us see that like a light at the end of the tunnel, beginning of hopefully better times. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is definitely that, isn't it? Um, but as you say, it's a very small number. Do we have any idea when the next um, consignment is going to come to the country? Uh, no, we don't. But that's a question we ask ourselves and those who know every day. Uh, I think at the, at the information meeting today, Thorvald Guðnason said that that might be sooner than expected. So he didn't mention any dates, but you know, said that you know he was optimistic that next the next vaccines would re, would come here sooner than expected. So that's I guess good news. Yeah, and that's regardless of the outcome of this separate discussion that he and Kauri Stefansson have been having with Pfizer. Um, what about that? That's an interesting one, isn't it? It is interesting, but I don't know. Uh, we don't have any, you know, I don't have the outcome of the latest developments in that. Uh, we still think I don't know, not received yes or no to their request. Mm. Uh, in in its basic form, what what is their request? What are they asking for? I think they're uh, requesting is, you know, 
to for Icelanders to be, I don't know if guinea pig is the right word, but you know the, the whole population of Iceland would be get vac vaccine from Pfizer, and in return they would be able to perform some kind of research of how you know people would respond to it and how it would you know uh, affect a whole country and a whole population to get mm -hmm. the, get vaccined. So they, the, 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 I guess, what's it called? The, the herd immunity effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's, it's an interesting one. And I assume this research has to be done anyway, whether or not it happens in Iceland. So a small island nation is probably a good sort of laboratory for that sort of research. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if there are any other countries who are also requesting the same that as we are. I'm not familiar with that. And also, if you know, this is kind of a contest in this area, I'm, I'm not sure. Mm. I suppose other island nations, perhaps including Australia, New Zealand, uh, and, and others, they overall they had less they had less of a problem with this virus than Iceland did. I suppose maybe that plays into it as well because it was a big big problem here for a while, of course. Yes, of course, and we are of course uh, also a smaller population. So it might be easier to research than other countries that count millions of people. True, true. Isn't it? Yes, a very interesting story. Um, but se separate to that, we still may be getting more of the vaccine earlier than anticipated. Do you know why that is? No, I think, you know, everyone is taking one day at a time because uh, both those who are producing the vaccines and those who are uh, transponding it in between countries and those who are receiving it i think it's you know uh, on day-to-day -day basis everyone is doing their best and you know there's, there's a status every day on how it's going yeah absolutely um the virus itself over the holidays there has been some room for optimism hasn't there uh we don't know about new year just yet but the holiday the christmas seems to have gone okay uh yeah so far so good but we, we don't know if, you know, there are not so many people, as many people that got tested over the holidays as earlier in December. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, it's not first uh, in the mid of January that we know of, you know, any possible side effects of people, you know, of there were too many people getting together over the holidays. But so far, so good, definitely. Yeah, I think that crucial period in late December is so important because... I, I, we know that sometimes people were getting together with too many people. This It was predictable. But mm -hmm. if the virus isn't in them to start with, um, then then that's a good thing. And I do think, like, if Christmas had happened in early December, it would probably have been a very different story. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, you know, I, I think that those who are in charge also were kind of worried about because the vaccine has now started. Uh, and people might, you know, get a little too relaxed because of that. You know, saying that, you know, this is over. Why why can't I just meet my friends? Because, you know, it's it's going to be over soon. Yeah. So hopefully not so many thought that way. And finally, on that subject, um, the... <laughs> I've forgotten what I was going to say now. Um, <laughs> no, maybe we'll just move on then. Um, yeah. What's next? We have the Bjarni Benedictsson. And one thing, of course, I didn't mention in the intro because it was a little while ago, but the 
effects are still ongoing is, of course, say this fear that, uh, and, and the mudslides there. Yeah, I mean, the nature continues to remind us who is in charge, and we have been following the aftermath of the mudslides in Seyisfjörður, of course. And uh, also, the similar, more tragic up thing happened in Ask in Norway, that we were also, of course, following. So, I, like I said, nature is, of course, in charge, and we, you know, there's not so many things we can do yeah, once it takes charge. Not very often that you get two such similar incidents in in two very culturally and geographically close countries in exactly. such a short period of time. And it seems like you know bo both incidents came as a big surprise to those who live there. Yeah, exactly. Um, the yellow alert in Seyðisfjörður for potential new mudslides remains in force, or it was actually I think brought back in again. It, it was cancelled at one point. Uh, and that's because the weather's so warm and wet at the moment. Yeah, presumably. yeah, yeah. And it's been tragic to, you know, witness these stories that we've been telling on the news about people who have lost their beautiful old houses. They have been renovating over years and decades, maybe. It's very, very sad. It is. Is there any picture yet of what the response is going to be from from the government uh, in terms uh, of supporting? They've just said that they will get full support, but uh, maybe it's still, you know, they're still evaluating the loss and everything that has been damaged. I think that takes time. Yeah, but the the will is definitely there to to do everything that's possible. Yeah, that, the government said from day one that they, the people who live in Seyðisfjörður will get full support. So hopefully that will be the case. And in the Icelandic case, uh, the most important thing, of course, is that nobody died. Yes, uh, definitely. And no one got hurt. Yeah. Houses can be rebuilt, uh, even though it's, of course, sad and distressing, mm -hmm. to say the very least. But at least mm -hmm. at least that's one thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, the big political story over Christmas. There isn't usually any political stories necessarily, but uh, certainly this year it was it was Bjarni Benedictsson and going to a party. Um, yeah. Was that a storm in a teacup or? Uh, I think it depends on who you ask. <laughs> uh, I think that, you know, yeah, it, there are two sides of this story, of course. I mean, he's, he has apologized and said that, you know, things got a little out of control and he uh, went home and as soon as he realized that there were too many people there and uh, has, you know, given his explanations about what happened. But then there are people who are maybe opposite of Bjarni in politics who say that, you know, that's not enough to just say you're sorry. You should, you know, be in a, you should uh, face consequences of what you did, like other people who in who are in charge in other countries have done after violating the law that has been set because of COVID. So I think it's, you know, different of who you ask about this, the result of this case. Yeah. Is it um, becoming a bit of a problem, do you think? Um, or are they just human beings and they all break the rules occasionally, like lots of people do occasionally? Uh, because we've had it with, um, I mean, Vidir was in a bit of hot water when he got COVID because exactly. too many yeah. family members around. And yeah. then there was, um, uh, the Minister of Tourism and Industry uh, back in the mm -hmm. summer, or mm -hmm. who was foolishly photographed out with a lot of friends. And they all, all three of them have apologised and, you know, 
of course we are human and we all make mistakes but i think that also we can we should expect that people who are making the rules and who are should you know always they have more obligations than the rest of us to play by the law i think and i think there's little tolerance for people you know because every, every, everyone has made mistakes in, in this last in this last year in this area but i think that now people are getting tired and maybe not so forgiving as we were maybe 10 months ago. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and what about his excuse? Um, there were too many people there. It was in an art gallery. Um, and he says he didn't notice and that more people arrived after he was there and that he only stayed for 15 minutes. Um, are, are people generally buying that story or is there criticism of that as well? Uh, that's like I said before. That's of, of, also these two sides of the story. I mean, people who, of course, just believe what he is saying and <clears throat> by his explanations and say that you know he has apologized and uh, and you know owned owned up to what he did and he said that that was wrong. But uh, I think you know the the police is still investigating what happened there. Not just that he was there, but also this party that you know over fifty, oh, forty or fifty people were. Uh, were there together after hours so mm. i think maybe people just waiting about waiting for the result of the research of the police what comes out of that yeah we, we often hear on this show as well as elsewhere in society that um icelandic government ministers never resign when they do something wrong um and and that may or may not be true but i also find that the opposition calling for a minister to resign is also very, very common, and obviously they never do. Um, were calls for his resignation justified, or is it just politics? Uh, it's difficult for me to say, but uh, I'm going to say the third th say this for the third time. It depends on who you vote for and who is <laughs> which party you vote for. I think you know you can see the truth in both sides. Definitely, yeah. Uh, but no one was surprised to hear the opposition capitalising on it and calling. No, for no. And I think there was also, like I mentioned before, I mean, we are less forgiving in this area than we were, you know, ten months ago. So I think that. But of course, it's politics. Of course, I mean, we know who is going to who is going to be, you know, against uh, against Bjarne and Charles as you know that who is going to be against, you know, the Pirate Party, if something would to, were to come up there. Yeah. Um, just briefly before we move on, has this had any negative effect on the government's stability, the coalition as it stands, or will it rise above? Uh, no, they have all said, all the three of them who are uh, in front in, in this government have said that, you know, of course it's not, it's unfortunate and shouldn't have happened, but it shouldn't affect their cooperation. Very good. Okay. Um, where should we go to next? Uh, obviously, New Year's brought mm -hmm. various different things. Uh, the president's honours list and um, new taxes and charges. The people, people of the year are always voted on this type of year. Yes, exactly. Not just by Rostver, but prominently by Rostver, uh, also on, I think, Vizir and Bilgan. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know who won there. Was it also three, Ekith? Uh, it was Thorolur. So, oh, was, on his own. Okay. Yes, man of the year at Yeah. No surprises there, I think. No surprises there, no. They've probably been the most prominent people of the year. Um, and 
despite all of the horrible things that they've had to ask us to do and, and to, to not do more specifically, they personally have remained very popular and, and, and very well respected, haven't they? They definitely have. And I think it's a part of the reason for that is because they have been accessible the whole time. They have, you know, there has been access to them first every day, but now, you know, twice a week on these uh, uh, meetings where, you know, they take all kinds of questions. Uh, they do interviews almost every time we ask for it because, you know, they, and like I say, answer everything. Um, so I think that's part of the attraction. I mean, they, and, you know, they're not above criticism and they just are part of the team, as you can say. They're, they're visible at all times and a part of this all with us. Yeah, and their position at the top of the of the national response to COVID-19, I think, has has gained headlines around the world as well, mm -hmm. because in many countries, it's politicians that have been leading it and, and yeah. with varying degrees of success. Mm -hmm. True. So it's, I think that's part of the trust as well, because they are, can you say, above politics, they are not part of any party, they're not, you know, pro-government or anti, they're just, you know, scientists who are doing their job. Mm. The people, the, that, the people that know the most have been put in the position. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. Do you think? Do you think on the flip side of that that there's been a, a, any sort of loss of political capital that perhaps the the leaders of the government could have taken that role and been more popular as a result, or would they probably have messed it up? Ah, <laughs> uh, good question. I think it might. Uh, I think it's. Uh, in my opinion, it's a good call to get to have the scientists and those who know much more about this epidemic own the stage, because this shouldn't be a political event or a challenge. Yeah. Um, what about other contenders for the for the race to be person of the year slash people of the year? Um, they they're probably not going to feel too upset at losing to, to, to the Trinity. No, I think it was no surprises there. But uh, if we are talking about people people of the year, uh, I think one of the uh, positive stories of is the sports person of the year, Sara Björk Gunnarsdóttir, who won for the second time. Uh, she received the highest score of votes ever, 600 points, and very well deserved, in my opinion. And it was also a, a woman's triumph at the sports person of the year uh, annual gala because not only one Sara Björk, Elisabeth Gunnarsdóttir was also coach of the year and the Icelandic national team in women's fit football was the team of the year. They've definitely had a better year of it than, than the men's team this year. That's Definitely, yes. Sure, yeah. yeah, and very well deserved and very positive for all uh, girls playing football all over exactly. the country. And. Uh, I feel like there has been a sort of a change of a change of pace, a change of emphasis in in certainly Icelandic sports, if not the whole world. Yeah, no in doubt about it. Five to ten years, yeah. if not less. No doubt about it. So it's, I think if we look over last year, if we take COVID outside for a little while, I think you know all these uh, great sports women are you know of course uh, the heroes of 2020, and also of course. Hildur Guðnadóttir, who won the Oscar. She won the Oscar alongside almost every other award she could have Exactly, done. yeah. Uh, for for the, Joker, the Joker soundtrack and yeah. Chernobyl as well. Yeah, the first Icelander who, to win an Oscar. Mm. 
but that was just right before COVID. So then COVID happened and we forgot about everything else. Yeah, I'm sure. But she... I think she, I think she was a top ten for the contender of the person of the year, wasn't she? Yeah, she yeah. was. Yeah. Um, what about word of the year? Do you... <laughs> That's not. That has not been. I think it's tomorrow, isn't it, or the sixth yeah. of January? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that the, in the public vote, most of the words were connected to the pandemic in some way. Yeah. No surprises there. <laughs> <laughs> But there were sort of many new Icelandic words that you know we started using because of the pandemic. People, uh, you know, words like you know two meter rule and something that you know we didn't expect a year ago that were were going to be so common in our daily language. Yeah, Sina took a penny. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, the time is rattling on as always. Let's move on to something else quickly before we before we completely run out. Um, there is, uh, I don't know, where should we go next? We covered most of the exciting stuff. There was the X-Skip container ship, uh, the power cut last night. Yeah. Uh, obviously the president stuff. I think it's uh, the, one of the cutest stories, the 1st of January every year, is the first baby to bo be born in Iceland. Yes. I, 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 do you know if this story is told in other countries? I think it is, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I, I believe it is, yeah. Um, and it was 24 minutes past midnight, I believe. Yeah. Which is quite early. It is, yeah. And it also is connected to the, that you mentioned in the beginning of the show, uh, all the rules that are changing now in the new year. Uh, paternity leave is something that is going to be longer now. And so I think I know about a few parents that uh, expecting parents that we know their due date was somewhere around the New Year's and they were, of course, hoping to give birth in 2021 to get a longer paternity leave. Yeah, it's that's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder about the, the, the last baby born in 2020. Yeah, uh, so close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's a, just a lottery, isn't it? Yeah, it Do, is. You can't control it. I haven't actually read that story yet. Do we know about the baby? Uh, uh, it was a girl born here in Reykjavik. Okay, good. <laughs> That's the only thing I know. Good. Well, I, I hope she's um, going to enjoy the extra the extra weeks with both of her parents. I hope. Yeah, exactly. And every year, I think, you know, the, we, we sent a reporter and a cameraman to the hospital to meet the new parents and the new baby. But of course, now that's not going to be possible because no one can enter the hospitals because of COVID. That's a very good point. Yeah. Um, so that's something that happened early, early on New Year's Day. Uh, another thing that happened early on New Year's Day is the new contracts coming in for public sector workers who mm -hmm. now... I believe it down to 36 hours a week rather mm -hmm. than 40. Uh, that's good news for them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. More time to spend with your loved ones or doing something you like. Is there any word from the government and the local governments uh, on how they're going to deal with this change and if it's going to cost more, for example, if services will be cut? I think it's, you know, it's it's really, it's just only starting now. So, but of course they have been preparing it for weeks and months. So I think we need to just see how the first few weeks are going to see the effect, I think. Yeah. But I imagine and hope that everyone was, was kind of ready for it, hopefully. Yeah. I believe um, research among, certainly among office workers, 
seems to show that there's more productivity uh, with shorter hours and that people get the same amount of stuff done yeah. in, in a shorter time. Um, but of course, that's not true with things like, uh, I don't know, like teachers and, and, and maybe bus drivers and, and people who have got a, a concrete schedule to stick to. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, they're going to need to have more staff rotated in to cover that. Yeah. Um, but as a question of whether or not that's going to cost more overall, I don't know. No, I think that's something that time will tell us because, yeah, I think everyone is starting it now and then we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, if it's hourly paid people, then it wouldn't presumably cost more, but people on salaries, then yeah, that's a different matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not necessarily that giving more people more money is a bad thing. <laughs> it's just like no. you said, you have to wait and see, isn't it? Yeah, true. Okay. And... Um, there's a talk about uh, city charges, for example, a 120% increase in waste processing. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, I, I read that. That can't be right, surely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's true. So I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure actually why it's such a large increase. No, nor am I. I mean, they, I know they've had a massive amount of problems with their new processing. Yeah. The, the, the genius new computerized wonder station uh, that's been months behind schedule. This might be a way for us to, you know, pay the damage. <laughs> exactly. It always comes back to the taxpayer. <laughs> True. Well, I think that might be as good a point as any to uh, to call it a day. Uh, plenty to go on with. Uh, I'm sure the news is not going to stand still for a moment over the coming week. No. And therefore... The Week in Iceland will be back next Monday, the 11th of January on roof.is forward slash English, Roof English on Facebook, through the Roof app and your favourite podcast platform. Huge thanks to my guest today, Birte Björnsdottir, and also to Lydia Gretasdottir for running the technical side of things. We finish today with a song called Januar, meaning January, uh, by Svavar Knutur. Bye for now.
Klaren 